Welcome to Ed's Not Dead. Today, we are going to have the pleasure, fellows, of interviewing Dr. Matt Mingle. Dr. Matthew Mingle is currently the superintendent of schools for Warren Township School District in New Jersey. This is Dr. Mingle's second year as superintendent. Prior to serving as superintendent, he spent three years as assistant superintendent of curriculum and instruction, and he served as supervisor of social studies, gifted and talented education, and started out as a social studies classroom teacher. Welcome to Ed's Not Dead, Matt. It's great to have you on the show. It's great to be here. Thank you. Uh, let's start out by you giving us a little bit of background about uh, Warren Township, and this is your second year as a superintendent, so we can imagine how busy you are. Uh, let us know what you're doing right now as a superintendent in Warren Township. Sure. So we just uh, opened the school year up in Warren Township. We are a relatively small K-8 district with about 1,700 students spread across five buildings, four small elementary schools and a middle school. And we send to a regional high school, which happens to be right in the same town. Question, right? We're, we're getting the school year. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, kind of teacher health and well-being, because obviously everybody comes in charged up, feeling great. And that, um, you know, that sometimes can wane over the course of a year. Um, so what kind of considerations should school leaders and all stakeholders really keep in mind in terms of the social and emotional needs of teachers? I think that's a really critical area. It's one that we've spent a lot of time talking about and working on since I came to Warren Township. We're in the midst of a lot of change. Uh, so I said we're relatively small, but we're shrinking. So there's a lot of stress around, does that mean that there are fewer jobs in the future? Do, are we going to have to close a school? That sort of thing. So we're trying to make sure we pay close attention to the uh, emotional well-being of our staff. Uh, one way we're doing that this year, something that we're really big uh, in the planning for right now, is that we have a two-day professional development series on October 8th and 9th. And uh, the whole second day, or most of the second day, is all about wellness. So uh, small workshops, we're partnering with our State Teachers Association. We've got medical providers coming in, uh, a lot of great things for our staff to take care of themselves so that they can take care of the kids. So just kind of like on a side note, and I mean, maybe you just answered the question, but just anecdotally, um, if you had to point to something that you would say, yeah, this here is, is a big reason for, you know, whether you want to call it teacher burnout or, or whatever, um, you know, what, what do you see? You know, you said you're shrinking. Um, is it professional development? Like, what is it about the job that kind of, um, yeah, makes people, some people leave after a couple of years? I think it really varies depending on the context, but in in, this, in New Jersey where we are, uh, there's been about a 10-year period now where teachers have felt like they were basically unappreciated and, and in some ways under attack. And uh, teachers in most places in New Jersey today are taking home less money in their paychecks than they were a decade ago because of changes to how healthcare works. Uh, so that's kind of the external factor. On the internal side, we expect our teachers to do more and more. Uh, with the same amount of time and resources they had, if we're lucky, especially in the area of taking care of the kids on things like their own uh, mental health. And so I think the pressure has gotten to a point where, you know, there's a lot of stress that you can't, I guess teachers have always had to take the job home. That hasn't changed, but right. it just feels like it's it's just always all there around us. So um, one of the things that you have been focusing on with ASCD is the whole child tenants. That's what you've been focusing on with your district. So obviously, if you have healthy adults in the building and mentally and physically healthy adults, it's going to translate into into 
um, hopefully a healthier work environment. What kind of things have your teachers in your schools been doing to foster that kind of community and that kind of uh, mental health engagement or physical health engagement? Based on, we do an internal survey tied to the whole child tenants of healthy, safe, engaged, supported, and challenged uh, at the end of every year. And uh, some of that feedback suggested employee wellness should be a focus. So we put together last year a a district employee wellness committee, which included, I sat on it directly with my curriculum director, who had been a principal in the district, and a, a teacher from each of our schools and two school nurses. And we spent the year uh, getting to know what the concerns were of the staff and then designing this, this upcoming profession development. So uh, that's our way of trying to make sure that we're all partnering together. It also got me directly working with teaching staff so that it wasn't about going through the principles or some other layer of bureaucracy, but getting there, rolling up our sleeves together and planning as, as one team. Nice. Nice. So I know uh, Matt, I'm sure as a superintendent, you still feel that pressure to improve student outcomes. So describe kind of the intersection of this focus on wellness, both at the staff level and student level, and what you're doing in the district to improve how kids are doing academically. One of the luxuries that I had coming in was I inherited a very high-performing school district. that's so. nice. We like that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's good. All right, go ahead. Um, it's a lot easier to get people talking about social and emotional wellness when academics are already at a high level, you know. So, um, But we have this conversation every year when state testing results come out. Uh, you know, how important is it if there's a little bit of a dip here or a rise there? Um, you know, does it matter if, if every student aces whatever your state assessment is, but you're sending kids out for psychiatric evaluations on a daily basis, is that really okay? You know, what good is it to have that, that performance if, they're, if we're not healthy and safe first? So we try to balance those things. Um, we try to be careful that we're not losing focus on student achievement. Obviously, that's important, but that we're thinking about it within the larger context. Okay, that's good. Yeah, because I was curious about that. And, and now um, I think there are a whole other set of issues associated with um, when you have high achieving kids, sometimes you have stressors in the community and in schools that lead to a whole other set of problems like you just described, right? So you've experienced some of that, I, I can, it sounds like. Without a doubt. That's, we, we pay close attention to that. And the way we, this all came together for us with the world of shrinking staff because of shrinking student body is that we made a commitment that every school would have a full-time guidance counselor, no matter how small it got. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we increased the number of physical education teachers oh, because of, you know, the research around getting kids active. So mm -hmm. our elementary kids are in a full 50 minute PE block every other day, protected recess time every day. Uh, so we just are making sure we use our resources in a way that, gets at what we believe in. Wow. Full 50 minutes PE. Is that, is that in the, in the primary and, and intermediate elementary grades? Starting in kindergarten, 50 well, minutes every other day. That yep. is, that is That's awesome. Great. That yeah. is awesome. Okay. All right. So as, as Katie mentioned before, you guys have really embraced the, um, the ASCD whole child tenants. So maybe just pick one or two of those areas and talk a little bit about how um, you codify, whether it's healthy or safe or engaged. Like how do you, you know, go from just talking about these ideas to actually making them um, a reality in, in your classrooms? And, and there is, that's where the, 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 um, the real work happens, right? So uh, the first year was really about 
big picture of the five tenants and what I found, they're, they're a unifying force. If you get, I don't care where you go, if you bring a group of educators, parents, board members, whomever into a room and say, do you think kids should be healthy, safe, engaged, supported, and challenged? Nobody raises their hand and says, no. That's true. We don't want that here. And so it, uh, it's a good starting point. My very first board of education meeting as superintendent, we did an activity with the board where we talked about each of those tenants and then we set goals around them. And so we keep carrying that through and just digging a little bit deeper year after year. And um, you, you said, you know, look at one of them safe. You know, you know, unfortunately, we live in a, in a world where educators have become security officers and first right, responders. Yeah, yeah. And the safe tenant from ASCD talks a lot about emotional well-being, as we've been talking about, and uh, making sure you get a sense of the student voice. What are they feeling and what are they experiencing? It's not about what new bells and whistles can you put on your alarm system. It's not about how many armed officers do you need to have at the entrance to your school, which I think is good because it allows our teachers to focus on the things they're really good at, making relationships, building relationships with kids and parents, and bringing everybody together that way. And have you seen the results in, in that internal survey you referenced before, how the data looks better than it did prior to you starting? It does. On the safe side, our, our uh, people feel pretty good. Um, you know, it's all relative, so everything goes up and down over time. Uh, and sometimes what, we're, what we see is the surveys, the areas that people feel are outside of their direct locus of control, they rate low. So teachers rate things about what happens at home low. Parents rate things about what happens in the classroom low. Um, and, and that kind of helps us think about what communication strategies do we need so that everybody's talking about the same thing? How do you, um, going to to like the individual teacher level, how how do you, or how do you help your principals respond to um, either parents or maybe even teachers who who look at these, these kind of, uh, I guess, mushy, sometimes people would soft skills, soft skills. Yes. (laughs) Right. Uh, where they're like, well, why are we why are we focusing on these? You know, I have content to get through, or my child is behind in math, or they're advanced in math. They don't need to focus on these. How do you, how do you respond yourself, and then how do you coach your your leadership teams in the schools to to approach these arguments? I went uh, and shared this philosophy with our the governing body of our count of our municipality, and uh, you know they all nodded along and said that all sounds great, but. What about their science course? <laughs> and, uh, and, and so what I pointed them to was it, within the whole child, although it has things about social, you know, social and emotional well-being, the soft skills, so on, challenged is really about academic preparation and being ready for whatever the global community is going to throw our students' ways down the road. Sure. And so there's room in there for all the other things we think are really important about civic engagement, about strong literacy, and numeracy skills and so on. So I point them to that direction and say, that's all there too. But the research, you know, you can go back a hundred years. You can go back to, to things we all learned in education 101 about Maslow or wherever else and say, you know, if kids aren't healthy and safe, they can't get to those other things. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's where it all comes together. Well, Matt, this has been great. It's been wonderful to have you on the show. Where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at mmingle1. Uh, that's probably the the best place. And uh, anywhere where you, uh, if anybody's interested in this, the whole topic of whole child and ASCD, there's all kinds of uh, chats on Twitter on a regular basis to to check out. All right, 
Terrific. All right, Matt. Boys, say thanks. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Matt. For Appreciate on. your time. All right. We're going right, we're, we're, to be following you closely, and uh, good luck with your work as superintendent. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks.